is going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me, as always, are my podcasting partners, Paul and Dan. I'm waiting for you to flip that on us and just mess with our heads. (laughs) Okay, that was smooth as always, gentlemen. Thank you very much, and welcome to this episode of Fanning the Flames. It's not what I'm waiting for, but okay. OG Phoenix Suns podcast that is made... By the fans, that is us. For the fans, that is you guys. By the way, footnote, the OG Phoenix Suns podcast, as recently acknowledged on the solar panel by Dave King, I would just like to point that out. Did you know that, Paul? Did you catch that, Paul? I did. I did catch that one, yeah. I'm just saying, you know, we've said it for a long time. Obviously, factually, it's true, but it's just nice to hear it out of somebody else's mouth every now and then, right? Right, but he also did say that you can't. You have to have multiple OGs. And well, like I mean, we do, let's not get into a deep dive into the conversation <laughs> that Dave had about it. I'm just saying he referenced it, acknowledged it. That's all, Paul. Can can it ever just be simple, brah? Can we just no, be? Do simple? we need to get in? A, do we need to get into a deep dive of other conversations Dave had? First of all, about do, like ads. Hold on, hold on. Oh, 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 oh. Paul's an accountant, and you're a lawyer. When is anything ever fucking simple? Hey, life's simple, baby. You know what else? Counting's just adding yeah. and subtracting. You know God, what else is simple, fellas? <laughs> Buffalo Trace whiskey. Sponsoring <laughs> this podcast. So we want to give a big thank you to Buffalo Trace Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. That is what I drink during these podcasts. And this podcast is brought to you by them in the future and when, and when for free. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if anybody has a connection, we'd love we would love to get in a room with them. I'm sorry. Nothing. What did he Never just mind. say? We're getting a room with somebody. I said, <laughs> if anybody knows has connections with Buffalo Trace, we would love to get in a room with them so we can you know pitch them our pot and pitch have our wares. You know what? And it's not going to provide a decent proposal. All it's going to do is it's going to cost them a bottle of whiskey an episode, and that's it. Sorry, guys. You know, you, you know how this. remember remember back like in the in the Tim Tompkins solar panel days when you could just sense the frustration coming out of Tim when he was trying to like get <laughs> control of the episode. That is fantastic. You can that, follow me. I'm on Twitter. I'm at so says Jay. That's that's where we are in the in the pod right now. So no, <laughs> you know what? I love it. I love it. I don't know what's going on right now. I all I know is Dan just that was an excellent dervish of world. Like he actually practiced that before this for some reason. I right? sure didn't, but it, it came out all right, right? Liar. Yes. No, I didn't. I swear. <laughs> okay. Hey, all right. Ready? Ready? Let's center our cheese. And let's go. Hey, Dan, how you doing tonight, by the way, buddy? Pretty good, man. You can follow me at D Duarte89, by the way. You can follow Buffalo Trace at, at Buffalo Trace on Twitter. <laughs> I'm doing fantastic, Justin. How are you today? I'm fantastic, Paul. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing a lot better now. <laughs> Dude, fire intro, Dan. Fire intro, Paul. I'm excited for this episode now. Even more excited than I was before. Even more excited. I don't even know that's possible right now. But hey, I want to go ahead and let's say, let's get one thing out of the way right here. Because I feel like it's going to come at some point. We might as well just throw it out there right now. Dan, why don't you tell us all how you feel about Patrick Peterson right about now? I believe my exact tweet was that bum ass got nuked as an N-U-K-E-D because, you know, 
Hopkins he just did. like left his jock strap on the floor for him and you know Kyler Murray just threw a touchdown you know into the end zone I don't even know what I'm saying right now because too much Buffalo Trace but <laughs> but he uh it was fantastic because he got burned on multiple occasions he was responsible for two touchdowns I believe and he was the lowest grade defensive back in the game so hey Patrick Peterson what's up buddy Oh, this is the tamest rant by Dan yet. It's because it's a victory lap, dude. He's just enjoying it. He's soaking that up. I mean, Patrick Peterson looked like absolute garbage last weekend. Dan, two weeks in a row, went off on the rant about it. And, and you know, I like to think that Dan had something to do with that victory for the Cardinals there last weekend. And by the way, can we speak about, did you hear the radio call from the Vikings? Yes. You know, yes. when I was when I was home, home uh, sick yesterday, poor me, I know. You know, that really, that video on repeat actually helped me feel a lot better throughout <laughs> the day. I mean, it just really lifted my spirits up when, when I wasn't feeling too great. So you, thank you to you, whoever that guy is for that. If you listen closely, if you listen closely, um, you can actually hear his partner say, he fucking missed it, you idiot. You gotta listen really? closely, though. Oh, yeah. Liar. You're such a liar. Dude, go listen really closely. I mean, I feel like either way here I lose. If I listen closely and it's there, then, well, I missed it before. If, if I listen closely and it's not, you screwed with me. I mean, it's a lose-lose, right? Anyway, hey, let's talk about the Suns, shall we? Should we talk about this the Suns? This is the Suns podcast. You know, and uh, I'm going to do this against my better judgment, I think, but we were talking about topics before this episode, right? And I threw out in the group chat. Any thoughts on topics today, boys? And Dan, you threw out a single word. And like I said, against my better judgment, I'm going to go ahead and let you run with that single word. You're shaking your head no. I don't know if that's a good no or a bad no, but I think we're about to find out very quickly. And in case it's a bad no, Paul, get ready. Dan, Oh, what was that word? Loyalty? Loyalty. Okay, full disclosure. No, yep, I figured. Perfect. Go on. It's totally fucking with you guys the whole time. If you if if you guys haven't noticed that a lot of the things that I was saying, um, you know, after I said the word loyalty, were all quotes from The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> and neither you said one more of you things after that? that. Well, first of all, in my defense, you should never expect me to catch on to that. Second of all, yeah, especially not Paul, in text. Paul, <laughs> Paul, where yeah. were you on that? That's right up your alley, Paul. What Dan fucking with us on the on the? <laughs> that is right up his alley, by the way. <laughs> oh, I'm hor- no, so, you know me. I'm horrible at movie I, quotes. I I said I, I said said loyalty, and Justin was like, "Care to expand?" And I'm like, "I shouldn't need to." And then you know, I said, "You know, loyalty. You know, it's 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 not what we need, but it's what we deserve, or it's not what we deserve, but it's what we need right now." And like you know, he's he's the he's a hero. We need but not the one we deserve or some shit like that i haven't watched that movie in like two months so okay well well here's 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 the funny part because this is going to play right into exactly what our first topic is going to be anyway because when you said that i'm looking back through our text now you said maybe it's not what we need but what we deserve and i said i hear you and you know why i thought we were going deeper with that i'm not going to lie to you so maybe we were just, we, we, we were because, maybe we really were hey, even subconsciously we we were you, you okay so do you want to know what i really was thinking oh, when i, I was do. That? Now, now i do 
Let's talk about Mikel Bridges and DeAndre Ayton, man. Oh, maybe, maybe we were thinking the same thing. Maybe we were. And that is quite a perfect segue into the next part of that group chat. We should just like read our group chat and that could just be it. Because, Paul, you said you had some thoughts on that. That, I could, feel be a, like, that could be a podcast in and of itself, by the way. Our yeah, I definitely chat. our group chat. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, that's with. why Justin and I decided to start podcasting in the first place was our I got you know, tired of texting only, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we just oh, got tired go of I'm having sorry, to Paul, type everything on. out. <laughs> there there you go. There you go. The pull back the curtain. There's there's the whole backstory behind it. Um actually and remember Dave was stupid very, enough to let vi- us get on mic. And, and here we are. <laughs> the OG, verified by Dave King OG Phoenix Suns podcast. Not verified by Twitter. Because we haven't tried. Anyway, Paul, your exact words were, I definitely have thoughts there when it comes to this. And I swear to God, I know we've talked about this stuff for, like, what, the last three episodes. But, A, what else is there to talk about relevant with the Suns? Well, other things we'll get to. But, B, more importantly, things kind of keep percolating. We keep getting closer to very important dates when it comes to these extensions. So, obviously... The conversation's not getting stale. It's not getting irrelevant, and it won't be until either one of the until that date comes and goes with either one or both of these guys not signing extensions, or these guys sign extensions. So, that being said, Paul, perhaps this episode's uh, version of Bad Blood is going to be yours. I don't know. Let's see. What you <laughs> we'll can, see. can we stop with that shit? By the way, I will no. never. I will never stop no. with that shit. Only because you ask me all the time to stop with that shit. So no, I will not. I will. I might name this episode more not bad. Anyway, Paul, go on. Touche, touche. Yeah. So th- this has been a topic in you know Suns verse obviously for um, months, but it's kind of it's picked up again recently with particularly with um, a couple recent uh, podcasts with some various uh, people. Uh, on them but specifically flex on the most one of the most recent episodes of solar panel and one of the more recent episodes of the phnx podcast where that topic of those the extensions for mikhail and da came up but what i wanted to speak on specifically was it was about a month or so ago there was a lot of discourse in sun's twitter and whatnot about what those guys are worth what like the sun should be paying them. And there was talk of like Mikhail Bridges comp is OG Ananobi and his $72 million deal. And like eight and like, they keep bringing it up. Like they brought it up when um, Capella got extended and like, you know, they're like that's the range. Aiden should get extended. Yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, fine. You think that's what he's worth? It's not what he can get. And like, what's his, why should he leave any money on the table? Why should either of those guys leave any money on the table? And I want to bring this back to a quote from uh, Jalen Rose that he's used with regards to these types of things. And he said on many occasion, you never get what you deserve. Only what you have leverage to negotiate. And both those guys have leverage. They've got a ton of leverage. You're looking at a team that, just made it to the finals. You're looking at a team that has a history of screwing that up and doesn't want to screw it up again. 
and you got two guys that are still just scratching the surface of their own potential. Whereas um, other guys, you know, they don't have the, the ceilings that these two guys have. So I'm, when those conversations were having, were being had, I'm like, guys, the, like Aiden's getting the max. Mikhail's getting hundred, hundred million minimum. Like that's where it's going to be. We were all on that same page. That's where we were at. And that's, what's bearing fruit or that that's like what now that like chatter from like people who like actually are in the know or, you know, are more versed than sons homers who, who want to make sure there's enough cap space available for, uh, for the sons to do more moves, know that these guys are worth that and they can get that and they will get that. And because like the the other guy who was on um, Dave's pod the last the midweek pod was Zach Harper, and he was like Mikhail can get a max, and I'm like that's the first I'd heard that. But I mean this is a this is a national guy who like watches the whole league, and he's like yeah that's a guy who could get a max on another team. He just plays a supplementary role on ours, you know. I mean he's and. You look at like Aaron Gordon kind of set the market for him recently because, you know, Aaron Gordon's not that much different from what Mikhail Bridges can be. Mikhail Bridges can be what everybody thought Aaron Gordon was going to be. And he just got 90, 92 million over four years. So if you're, if that's what Gordon's getting when he's a known quantity, why isn't Mikhail getting that or better when he's going to, you know, he's still improving? You know, Gordon's kind of hit his ceiling. Mikhail, we don't know his ceiling. So if we can, so he's going to get his money. He deserves his money and let these guys get paid, man. That's my position. That's a, uh, <laughs> that's my position. <laughs> what is this? I'm like sticking a to it. <laughs> Again, we're not in court. <laughs> Paul, but, uh, Paul, Paul, what happened? I blacked out. I have a wa- wife who's a lawyer <laughs> and I have a best friend who's a lawyer. It's always, I'm always in court. I have okay. literally never That's said fair. that is my position <laughs> before, just for the record. For the record, I say that all the time, but anyway. So, um, that's interesting that you say that. So Zach, it was a Zach Harper that was on the solar panel. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I'm sure, I'm sure he's a nice guy. Hey, hot take city, dude. Nobody's giving him a get, get Stop. Okay, uh, is he worth the max? Possibly, but nobody's going to give him a max. A, because they know the Suns are going to match that, and B, because they're just not going to, because they're not going to waste their time, which ties into A, I guess. But anyway, uh, Mikel, it's it's crazy, right? Because I think it was even Windhorse to on his last podcast they were going over the the 2018 draft class, and uh, a lot of them kind of agreed that. Aiton's going to get the max, but that he might not get the, there was some type of negotiation where he might not get the option on the fifth year um, or something like that. Paul, you're, 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 you're making sign language at me. I'm, I'm thinking you got some ad in here. No, I'm not. I was scratching my nose. Oh, oh my, bad. my bad. No, I thought, you, <laughs> I thought you heard it too. And you were trying to correct me, but anyway, um, no, I haven't listened to the Windhorse one, but I so, I know there is like the twenty five percent versus thirty percent, like yeah, and the, that's kind of what Flex has kind of said too. Yeah, it's all details, right? So you know, yeah, it's it's the max. It's just what's the specifics of the max? Like, is there a player option? Exactly. Is there 
it, is he like the fifth year designated, like 30%? Like what are those options there? Sure, like sure. Like and rules and whatnot. Yeah. And like, and like flex said, they're all negotiating in good faith. And from what I know of, of flex and, and the conversations I've had with him, I have no reason to believe that he is not 100% accurate in this. And, you know, with, he kind of mentioned that Mikhail is kind of the mo more of the, uh, you know, the no brainer there. Wild card. The, you know, he's just more of a, it's kind of a sure thing. He's going to get 95 million plus, you know, over four years. So, I mean, there's, I, I kind of feel like that's, that's what it is and that's what it's going to be. So do I have concern over what's going to happen in the next shit? It's got to be what? 30, 29 days now instead of 36. I thought it was 34 last week. Son of a bitch. All right, 27 instead of 34? That sounds about yeah. right to me, yeah, but I'm, I'm, right. so, I'm, I'm scrambling to find my handy-dandy countdown clock that I Well, it's not that handy-dandy, is it? It's clearly, like four clearly minutes it is, in fact, not handy at all. Anyway, but, yeah, I, don't, I, I can see both of these deals getting done by the beginning of the season. I really hope they do. Um, you know, you mentioned the discourse on Suns Twitter. I mean, so, unfortunately, some people on there feel like they have to or they feel like they have to or they feel like they are smarter than other people and they're just fucking not. Like, can we just call a spade a spade? Listen, man, like you don't work for an NBA team. Your opinions are great. OK, cool. A lot of people like you. People follow you. But at the end of the day, guess what? NBA executives are going to do what they're going to do. Um, they're going to negotiate the contracts. They're going to negotiate. And at the end of the day, DeAndre is probably going to be a max player. And Mikael Bridges is going to be making more than $20 million a year. So you can put down, put together your spreadsheets, your newsletters, whatever the fuck you want to put together. At the end of the day, James Jones is going to do what James Jones is going to do. And you know what he did last year was put together a championship caliber team. So I can't wait for next year. Right. And you pay a championship caliber team. Well, when, you, when you have a championship caliber team that's full of a bunch of young guys, they're going to get paid for getting themselves their asses yeah. to a championship. For sure. Yeah. And to, to not, not to, sorry, Justin, not to, and I'm not trying to insult CPAs or what they do, but it's not tax season, guys. What, what, I don't understand why everybody's trying to save money here and there. Just pay them. Like, it, it's so much less complicated when you just pay who needs to be paid. That's bottom line. That's what you have to do. So you can right. say, oh, look at these mid-level exceptions and look at these buy-in or whatever the fuck these people who think they're capped. Winning teams play the pay the fucking tax. Winning exactly. teams go into the tax deep. But I think what my last thing I just wanted to say on the topic before I let Justin actually, because the way he's looking at us like he really wants to say something, is it's just I'm what I'm sick of is – the shoulda guys. I'm gonna call them the shoulda guys because they're the guys who are saying the team should do this. I'm like, sure, fine. In an ideal world, you want the team to pay a player as little as possible that meets the minimum of their market value. But it's like, get in the real world, guys. They will do the, the this other thing. They are going to pay this guy DeAndre in a max. They're going to pay Mikhail Bridges around $100 million, if not more. That's what's yeah. going to happen. Stop saying and about what they should do. This is what's going to happen. It's really annoying because I feel like they're trying to look at the world through a spreadsheet, and that's not how it works. 
right? You got to build the relationships. That's the that's the biggest flaw of Ryan McDonough, right? Other than him drafting uh, Gordon, uh, Gordon, <laughs> Dragon Bender and Marquise Chris, right? Um, and Josh Jackson and Alex Josh Lang, Jackson, Alex Lang. And that's the uh, Archie Goodwin. <laughs> uh, but he he was not good at player relationships, and that reared its ugly head. I mean, it was. It, it, you can't run a team like that. You can't run a team off a spreadsheet. And sometimes, you know what? Relationships, they cost money. Like, hey, uh, Justin, okay, right? Justin, both of you guys, Justin and Paul, right? You guys both, you know, for the most part, enjoy your jobs, right? If Apple called tomorrow. I thought you were going to say hey, enjoy your child. <laughs> like, they cost money. Anyway. I got you, Go uh, on. Yeah. <laughs> Apple Apple calls you guys tomorrow and say, hey, I want to make you lead CPA and lead lawyer. I don't know if those are really a thing. Probably not. But anyway, they call you and say that, and I'm going to pay you X amount of dollars. Even though it's an overpay, aren't you going to feel a lot more appreciated? And you're going to be like, you know what? I'm going to work my ass off for fucking Apple. And because you know what? I get to live in you know Silicon Valley or whatever that place is. But – I don't want to do any of that stuff. I'm being completely honest. It sounds horrible, yeah. but, <laughs> yeah. but for the purpose of your illustration, <laughs> I understand yeah, where you you're guys. coming from. You. I'm just saying. You know what? I don't, I don't you know want, what? I, I don't want any false representations out there. I don't want people to think anything, you know, look, man, Arizona, forget that. I'm not going to Silicon Valley. Apple, come calling. Forget that, dude. What, what if Apple work remote. Fucking, what if Apple flies you out there every morning, dude? I'm my own boss, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. That is like a three-hour flight, so never mind. Anyway, but your illustrate your your point is well is illustrated by well, that. Albeit albeit slightly wayward example, but I understand exactly what you're saying. So, Thanks. were you done, Dan? I mean, I might as well Any- be. <laughs> you're, you're, no, 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 please don't let me don't let me interrupt you. I want you to continue. Are you done? No, you're good. Okay. Well, you, you you change your mind. You tap right back in, okay? I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. If somebody was gonna <laughs> fucking hate you guys so much, right? <laughs> now. God damn it! I just laughed and shot Dan two thumbs up that he knew I was just trying to get him to talk again, and I did it. But no, I'm seriously, just, I'm just glad I have Buffalo Trace here with me. Um, no, so if, if I mean, just plain and simple, right? If somebody was willing to put their money where their mouth is and show their appreciation by paying you guys. You guys, I mean, all of us would appreciate that, right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm sure some of these guys that have these, you know, articles and these fucking draft boards and the off season that put all this work into it. I'm sure if somebody actually paid them to do that. They would appreciate that. Right. Yeah. 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 These are the guys that, <laughs> Want to shortchange Mikael Bridges and DeAndre Eden. It's kind of funny. I don't know. Kind of ironic if you think about it. But anyway, well, and I digress. So back, back to back to the point at hand. I mean, I think the the writing has been on the wall, like we've been talking about, it, and remains on the wall that for for sure, DA is going to end up getting an extension. Is in presumably getting that max extension. And it seems like a lot of things, like I think Paul, you alluded to earlier, the a lot of a lot of the things that remain to be worked out are more the details. And you had mentioned that 25-30% um, aspect of it. And from what I understand, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong or if you have a different understanding, 
from what I understand, basically, whenever you're having a rookie max extension, you're going to have at least the baseline of the first year salary of that extension being 25% of the salary cap. We're on the same page so far, yes? I believe so, yes. We are, okay. Uh, and then that 30% aspect of it, or the potential of getting up to that 30% aspect of it, kicks in when there are certain escalators, escalators. to that contract. Um, for example, book. looking back uh, earlier today, actually, I was looking back at when, when Book signed his extension. And I found an article that was on uh, a fabulous website by the name of brightsideofthesun.com. Not sure if you guys have heard of it. If you haven't, check it's it reasonable. out. Yeah, it does. Um, and I think Brendan had actually written the article talking about the escalators in, in Book's contract. And of course, I did the effort of finding it, but did not follow through on bookmarking it or having notes prepared for myself here. But if I recall correctly, Book had the opportunity to kick his uh, initial year salary in that in that extension up from 25% to 27.5% of the um, salary cap had he made all NBA team that final year of deal. And he had the op- opportunity to kick it up to 30% if he won MVP that year, which obviously did not occur. Um, so I think those would have to be the types of things that are currently being worked out when it comes to DA and the team. Presumably escalators like that, something where maybe they're saying, okay, if he makes all defensive team or if he makes an all-star team or if he gets, you know, a defensive player of the year, whatever the case might be, some sort of escalators in there. And perhaps those are the sticking points. And that would make sense because obviously a player is going to not want to undersell or or you know sell himself short in terms of what he believes he's capable of, but at the same time. If you're going to have escalators in a contract, you're going to want them to be as attainable as possible in, 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 in all aspects from the player's perspective. So, yeah, I can certainly see that that type of thing, you know, holding up uh, those negotiations. Um, <coughs> so, Paul, go ahead. Um, I, th- I think I think that escalator, I think if I understand the cap correctly and I could be wrong about this is you can only have like two players who have that type of structured contract. Yeah. The max, uh, max uh, probably, rookie extension. Yeah. The max rookie extension with those, with the possibility yeah. of those escalators. Yes. Yeah. Correct. So I think there's a possibility to do a max extension without those. Es- like, it's just like off the table that like, you can't even, it's not even on there as an escalator. So that may be part of it too, but I could be wrong on that. Hold on. Hold on. You're, you're saying you could have two, you you think you might be able to have, have two rookie max extensions with escalators, and then have another rookie max extension that just doesn't it can't have be a five year. It can't be a five year, as far as I understand it. Yeah, I don't. Well, you can do think, it. You can you can know. extend. Well, that's why that's why here's what it boils down to. So book has a rookie max extension. If we assume that that Aiton's going to get a rookie max extension, if McHale is going to be extended, he can only get a four year extension. Right. Yes, that's what it he boils can get down. five years if he goes because he you can only have two players that are rookie max extensions, two that have that five year contract. So, right. yeah, exactly. And that's and that brings actually another interesting point, potential wrinkle in all of this. And this was something that, again, Dave and Flex talked about the other day, and that is if Mikhail doesn't sign this extension, just plays through his contract, he could 
do exactly what John Collins just did and sign a five-year hundred. Well, you know, not the same contract, but he can get a five-year contract if he just doesn't sign an extension this year. So, which, which, which kind of comes to raises an interesting question of this. And what if it comes down to not so much that the Suns aren't willing to pay McHale, but McHale says, I want a five-year deal and I'm willing to bet on myself a little bit, understand that he's going to be a restricted free agent, but hoping he's going to get something better than, you know, the four years, 94, that maybe people are thinking he's going to get or 495 or four and a hundred instead getting, you know, a five, one twenty-five, whatever the case might be. Do you think it's possible that McHale and his camp could sit there and go, well, we bet against, we, we bet, we bet against ourselves. We bet on ourselves, bet on ourselves. That's better. Yes. Bet on ourselves and expect to have a, Great run this year and be an integral part to a championship contending team again. They roll the dice and say, "Well, let's let's see what happens." I mean, again, there's not it's not like there's no precedent for it. it seems like John Collins just did it recently. So, what are the odds? Yeah, it'll be interesting. Just because I remember in the John College situation, it did get a little um, contentious going and into remember, that whole process. Do you remember like- offhand? And I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but well, the questions in my head. Do you remember offhand what he got offered? You know, before. Taking this step and having to go into free agency. I don't remember what it was, anything. but he wanted a mask. Okay. Or, or no, they, they, did you say he wanted no, they, a mask? Did you say he yeah, wanted a mask? Yeah, I did say he wanted a mask. Like, I meant mask. Like, but yes. Like, like, he, 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 he wa- like Jim Carrey, yeah. He wanted to have a big green face. And say no wonder, no wonder that deal went nowhere. That's a <laughs> and say somebody ridiculous me? request. Yeah. Smoking. <laughs> How did you say we, he wanted a mask? I mean, I, I get like Max mask. Anyway, oh, so here, I don't, I don't know if Atlanta offered him anything. I think that was the. Point. No, they did. They did. They offered him. He wanted a max. He thought he was a max player, and they were like, "Nah, bro." And so it was really content. It was contentious, and like so that's why there was there was actually a lot of trade rumors going into it, of like, is he. Are they going to move on from him? And then, so he had a pretty solid season. Didn't get a max, but he did get that fifth year, and it was higher than whatever they were offering him. He turned down the reports say he turned down uh, an extension in excess of ninety million. Okay, 90 so million. I, I mean, he made a little bit more more scratch, but the thing with John Collins is thirty million, that, just a little bit more scratch. Okay, um, that <laughs> got. I feel like Dan did not appreciate that, Paul. That, that, he, that the point. he does not need you editorializing him. So that shit got kind of got a, that shit kind of got ugly, man. There was a whole thing with Trey Young yeah. and him, and you know the coach got fired, and Nick McMillan came in, and now he's like the best coach ever, according to everybody else, even though Monty Williams is. But um, it, it got it got weird, right? It got a little, like you said, contentious. And and my thing is, the Suns literally had the best locker room in the NBA last season and it's not even particularly yep. cur- close um, especially you know during that playoff run so my thing is I, I don't I don't know if I want to piss anyone off I mean if it's going to take a max to get DeAndre done and Mikel you know a five for or four or five or no you know 10 for you go four for 95 uh, just get it done man my thing is okay. like I, I hold just, on, let's hold, not okay. Just no, go on. Disrupt the. Just don't, just don't fuck shit up. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm scared. 
Now, let me let me let me kind of step back here a second, because I'm not so much getting out the concept of the Suns not wanting to pay him. I'm saying, what if Mikhail says, "Hey, Suns, thank you so much for the four-year, ninety-five million dollar extension offer. I'd rather not do that and pull a John Collins and see how I can perform this year." And see what happens next year with restricted free agency. Maybe he gets offered because he can get in restricted free agency a deal up to five years, like we just mm-hmm. saw. That's the way that Mikhail Bridges can come yep. out of his rookie yeah. contract okay, so. with a five year extension. Now, actually, but then the question becomes bird rights, things like that. I don't know if any of that would come into play necessarily for him, um, or I mean, if he would care, and or or if he even would. But I'm just thinking, you know, again. Not from the perspective of what if the Suns don't want to pay. Because I, I think if if the number is going to be 495, 400 for Mikhail, I would venture to guess that the Suns are going to be willing to pay that, especially like you pointed out earlier, Paul. You know, we've got the Aaron Gordon comparison there. If he's getting 492, 90, 94? Yeah. Whatever, in that ballpark there, then you can't tell me that Mikhail Bridges' agent didn't call up Robert Sarver or James Jones right then and go like here's our baseline now boys and and you know what at the end of exactly. the day I don't think that is a lot I don't think it's a lot higher than that baseline but if Mikhail Bridges in his camp thinks it is and there's a way for them to find that and get an extra year what, what do you do you see any scenario where that it plays out that way like do you think that's a a, a possibility at all or do you it, think that's just completely asinine like, I for, I, for I think it's a possibility. Say no, no to the contract. I, I think it's completely, completely asinine. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I don't think the Suns want to do that, but I could no. see Mikhail potentially I, saying, "I can't, I yeah. can't see, Mik- I can't see Mikhael doing that." I, I, I mean, and I'll go back to what Flex said. He's like, he's not. That's not Mikhail wants to get. They want to get a deal done. Like that's that's their goal. Right. I think and. Anytime two sides want to get it done, they want to get it done. I always go back to Dwight Howard, right? Because Dwight Howard thought he's going to go to L.A. and make these movies and be this awesome basketball player. He never did. And then, you know, after a while, it was like, you know, he, he supposedly he left, right? He left. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm sure the Lakers were, they were, you know, stoked that he left. <laughs> um quotation mark quote there. unquote so, he's he's using air quotes when he says left for those listening yeah so i think it's one of those things like if if a team wants you and you want to be there you're going to figure it out all right oh yeah that, and that's why i think this is going to happen i don't think it's going to get to that point where he enters the season and then goes to you know restricted free agency i just don't see that i might see that with cam but that's a whole different conversation that's apples and oranges so um I just, I think, I think when, you know, the, the, the season tips off for the Suns on October 20th, I think Mikel and DA are going to have new deals and this, the, you know, the core of the Suns team is going to be set in stone for the next two, three, four years. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. God there damn it. it Why? Why? There it is. Why the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. Now I have to go punch a baby. <laughs> what? That seems like an extreme reaction, but got to do what you got to do, bro. Dude, I hate, you. I, I hate country music with a passion. And it always brings me back to Dane Cook. Just makes me want to punch a baby. God forbid I'm in a fucking nursery 
I remember that Dane Cook bit now. Oh man. Hey, Dane speaking Cook was of great. bits. Speaking of bits, you know, you know which one uh, came to memory today as I was talking to our buddy Phil, my my office na- neighbor there. Oh, Phil was, uh, was I love the Phil. I love Phil too. Was the uh, Tiger Woods skit back in like '97 uh, when Tim Meadows played Tiger Woods, and it was like a A and E biography spoof of Tiger Woods and talking about him and his dad, and Tiger's like. Yeah, it was really quiet, you know, when I was standing over the final putt of the Masters, except I kept hearing my dad behind me going, cha-ching, cha-ching, like things like that. It's it's pretty funny. So speaking of skits, that's a good one. There's a tangent was, for you. Check it out. I, was, I was eight years old when that skit happened, so I have no idea what you're talking about. That doesn't make you that young. I mean, that's not like that incredibly young. That, that, was, that, was, that was prime Saturday Night Live years, man. <laughs> when you're eight and you get to stay up late and watch Saturday Night Live. Mexican, then you go dude. talk about it on the playground the next day. Hold on, hold you're watching on. The Living Color. Oh, what did Jesus? <laughs> what did <laughs> Dan? What did you say before Paul's comment? I said I'm Mexican, dude. I wasn't watching fucking Saturday. I'm not... I was watching Salvador Gigante, man. Come on. Paul, Paul, that was like Paul and I just have no clue what that is. Obviously, dude. All right, but I so mean it's if, Big Saturday, so, so hold right? on, hold on. If, if, if you guys know what Sábado Gigante is and you guys know who Don Francisco is, please, please, please tag me on Twitter and tell me what your memories are of that. And I guarantee you. Actually, I'm not going to guarantee you. I hope some people actually fucking reply about that shit. Because if because Salvador Gigante is like it's like a white white person Saturday Night Live. That's what I. That's what we. That is Saturday Night Live. Wait, you mean yeah? Isn't a white person Saturday Night Live? Saturday Night Live. Except better, dude, because they would give away fucking cars and shit. I got you, Paul. We're on the same page. You flipped it, but hey, I love it, Dan. I'm gonna. I'm. I might even Google this and watch some of this tonight. Who knows? And okay, one other question. Totally along these lines of complete complete irrelevance. You guys know what Legend City is? No. No. Oh, okay. No Sorry, fucking I, clue. I tried. I, I should have known you too. Well, Paul, you didn't grow up here and weren't here in like no. the 60s or 70s. <laughs> Definitely <I'm> not. Sorry. <laughs> I don't, I really only know because my dad worked there when he was in college. I I, I got that. That's what that's what I got. Wait, is, is, is this Phoenix's version of Magic City? What's Magic City? Why did I ask that question? I don't care. I don't want to know. <laughs> Sorry, was that rude? <laughs> okay, Paul, tell us what Magic City is. Go ahead. Isn't that where Lemon nope. Pepper Lou lives? Yep. It's a strip club in Atlanta, bro. Oh, yep. Okay. Also, I think I don't. I don't believe Legend City also, was. <laughs> also, also, I think Magic City is the name of MC Magic's album or one of his albums. Formerly of the Nasty Boy Click and MB Riders, um, you know because the Nasty Boy Click. <laughs> Listen, before you I haven't laugh, thought of the Nasty Boy Click for in years. I, I enjoyed their work, but I've not thought listen, about them. In listen, years. listen. I feel you, Tim Thompsons. I feel you, on. bro. MC Magic, MC Magic did one of the videos when the Suns made the playoffs. If you guys remember that, so don't talk shit. He also performed like at halftime of one of the games, but. I don't know. Not the one we were at. We had no, like, we got Jimmy World. Oh yeah, that shitty awesome. band. 
That was awesome. I'm kidding. They weren't shitty. That was relax. awesome. Sorry. That was awesome. Um, hey, so let's go back and talk about the Suns a little bit more. And let's talk about some of this young core, shall we? Because. Hey, what does that I young think, core rank in the NBA, by the way? I think like 47th. <laughs> somewhere so, just behind so the sorry. Shanghai Tigers. I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm going to stop talking. Now. <laughs> no, you're not. Anyway, so let's talk about some of that young core where they fell in uh, Sports Illustrated's top 100 list. At least at least what's been released thus far. Shall we? We shall. Sure. Let's start with the the gentleman that we've been speaking so much about already. And that's uh, one Mikhail Bridges, who came into this year's rankings ranked. I wrote 66 when I was listening to, I think. The PHNX guys are talking about it today, but I'm looking at Arizona sports right now and they say 53rd after not being on the list last year. So Mikhail Bridges on ESPN's. Oh, so ESPN released one today. Today. Did they release one too? I thought we didn't. Then we look yep. and it was not there. Hmm. It's there. Well, let's talk about both. Let's. Okay. So 66, 54, which one of those two rankings do you think is a more fair assessment of Mikhail Bridges when it comes to the top 100 players in the NBA? How about Paul? You start with this one because I saw Dan want to talk, and I'm I'm gonna make him just. <laughs> well, you know wait. what? I would say. Oh, you dick! Just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, please go ahead. I went first last time. Please. <laughs> well, since Paul is deferring to you, Dan, please, Dan, go ahead. I had to do it, Justin. Um, I uh, so 66. They both sound about right. Like in oh 53rd. Excuse me. I think I just said 54th. If that changes your assessment at all. I mean, they both sound kind of right where he should be, right? Uh, Mikel Bridges was an essential part of the 2021 Western Conference champions, but he wasn't a top three option, which isn't a bad thing on a team that has Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Ayton, right? Um, so I, I feel like he's right where he needs to be. Now, what's, what's great is, is I believe he was – wasn't even in the top 100 before, or like he was like. He was not ranked on ESPN. Okay. Not ranks. I, so so he wasn't in the top 100. So could I see, you know. Another I week? Too, I, if, yeah, exactly. If I don't want to, I don't want to get too ahead, of, too ahead of myself, but can I see next year where the Suns have potentially four players in the top 40? 50. 40? Well, 40. 40. I'll say maybe even five in the top 50 to 56 or 50 to 50 to 60. Because as you guys know, I love Cam Johnson. He's going to make a huge leap this year, too. So and just so you know, Dan, no, Mikhail was not in ESPN's top 100 last year either. Uh, so, yeah, that that's a, that's well, a, that's a nice little jump. For and I can't and see the year. SI one. Stupid paywalls. Yeah, one dollars. I'm not. Nope, not going to do it. As I, dude, who's paying for like content these days? <laughs> <laughs> and who has the gall to even ask? My goodness. And if you're actually Jesus. doing it, you must just be a really good person and friend. Dude, if you're going to do it, at least give away a free T-shirt, please. <laughs> <laughs> give us a tour of the studio. Um. Hey. So <laughs> Paul's just Paul. Paul just takes all the subtlety out of everything, doesn't he? That's yeah. Fantastic. So, Mikhail, <laughs> 66 and 54, Dan. So, you're saying both kind of there. Paul, Paul, go ahead. Paul, weigh in. Um, I mean, there's 
there's a big gap between 66 and 53. I mean, I don't know. Look, I can see ESPNs, as I said. So I'm, I was just kind of taking a look through it, see if there's anybody on here that I was like, okay, is Mikhail like, in my opinion, like diametrically high, like better than a lot of these guys. And I don't really, I don't really think so, at least not yet. So I, I think that does make sense. But at the same time, I think they're all kind of mushed in like this, the same group. So like they could all shake out similarly actually really the only one is i'm like really calling sexton at 59 that one's a, a little a little high for me um but but that's really about it at least of what i can see here so i mean i think yeah that that range is the right spot i'm i mean i'm gonna lean towards the one where he's higher obviously because you know big up your own guys so like ranking as a 54th best player in the nba that's what i'm gonna say i'm not gonna say he's the 66th best player in the nba at any point so that's that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> that's, is that your position on that, Paul? <laughs> is that your position? You know, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you to be honest. When I first heard even the number sixty-six rank for Mikhail, I was surprised at him being ranked that high, and. I will caveat that by saying it's not because I don't think he should justifiably be ranked that high, but I mean, we all talk, we've, we've talked about this pod on this pod for years about the bias that there is against, you know, West coast teams in general, if you're not in, you know, LA or San Francisco, uh, but even just against the Suns, the Suns never garnering respect around the league shit. Well, they were run, making a run to the finals last year. They're still not garnering respect around the league. Right. So I, I was surprised to see Mikhail that high for that very reason, just because I think that Suns, Suns, the, the Suns as a team and Suns players are undervalued, uh, at least as far as the, the perspective is uh, for those who don't sit here and watch these guys night in and night out during the season. But as I scroll through the list, I look at the guys ranked ahead of them. I'm looking at the ESPN list right now. And like you said, Paul, no, nobody here jumps out at me as really being out of place or necessarily being guys that shouldn't be ahead of him and the guys behind him necessarily shouldn't be guys that would be ranked behind him in my book. So I think, you know, the, the 66 ranking to me, like I said, while initially being a little high, I would think, um, uh, seems probably spot on. And ultimately I don't know who fell above and below him in 54, but uh, well, let's just, let's just say this Aaron Gordon comes in at 69. So Mikael Bridges is ranked higher than him. He gets paid more <laughs> just to circle it. Right. Back. But then, but then look at, look at this. So I'm happy you brought up that point. Cause I was just looking this up. So 64. So two spots ahead of him, Bogdan Bogdanovich, who Ooh. last off season signed a four year, $72 million extension or a contract. Right. Maybe that was an mm-hmm. extension too, actually. Um, no, that was, that was free agent contract. I mean, it may have been a sign. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was, yeah. That was the Remember the whole thing he was through. supposed to go. Yeah, exactly. He was supposed to go to Milwaukee. Could you imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine? Oh God, I was I choked on myself. <laughs> Could you imagine Milwaukee with Bogdan? Oh, that Dan guy. Just, Dan just choked on his tongue just thinking about the concept. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it was actually a sign and trade to get him to Atlanta though. Because they fucked up the sign and trade. You might be right about Milwaukee, that. You're right. They so. fucked up because I remember Bill Simmons like killing. They Atlanta, announced or, it two uh, days early, and you're like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, he signed. A, I'm looking at it here. After that sign and trade fell through, he signed a four-year, seventy-two million do, do, dollar deal with the with the Hawks. Um, 
But again, same. I, and I look at him just because of the ranking and obviously the position that he plays, uh, the the aspect of the Suns tie-ins are unfortunate. But also, Bogdanovich is four years older, so you take that into account. And if you're starting to look at those numbers again, you start thinking, okay, four seventy-two, Mikhail's younger, integral part, integral piece to a a championship run. You can see where the additional price tag is going to come in, right? So right. this is also written by a bunch of nerds who actually value defense. There, there you go. And there's, and then there's that as well uh, as, as Paul, as Paul says. Um, so since we don't have the, all of the ESPN rankings, there were a couple of other guys on the team that fell into the top 100 in SI. And again, I know we don't have the above and below of these guys, but again, why don't we just talk about initial reaction? How about this guy? This guy, Possibly one of my favorite guys on the Suns. I mean, shit, I changed my Twitter handle to him for a while. Jay Crowder, boys, 90th. He's top, really? Wow. That, that's good for him. Good for him is good right. Good for him. Paul's reaction Seeing is good he didn't for him, make Dan. I mean, good for him. I, I mean, I, you know, it sounds about right. Yeah, I mean you're you're the starting four on a championship team, right? Seems yeah, like I mean, you should so you should get some good. Uh, there's some, what? Some... There's, there's thirty teams in the league, right? Correct. Know, starting five, that's eighty players. You know, some players gonna be better than you. You know, off the bench, one hundred fifty players. Hold on, dude. wait, what was that math there, Dan? <laughs> Hold on, you had thirty teams in the league, starting five. That's eighty players. You added the five and the three. I sure did. Anyway, 150 <laughs> fucking players, and but anyway, that that, that sounds about right, right? He, fuck, man, God damn it, son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, sorry, guys, I'm I'm not very not very smart, man. D- too much of that uh, bourbon there, Dan, for the night? No, I just I was just overthinking it. No, that dude, bourbon has nothing to do with your math skills, so. And uh, hey, just to remind you, Paul, me and Justin. I've had math, bad math. Yeah, you've had. I, I've had you've bad had math. Way worse. You've had way worse. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, don't know. <laughs> five times thirty. Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> you guys knew what I meant. Though. Look, I, I mean, yeah, we did. You got there, yeah. <laughs> so, so your point is. You've anyway. got 150 starters in the NBA. To say that Jay Crowder then falls at 90 when you're when you're assuming, you know, I, maybe it's probably a pretty fair assumption that those 150 represent what you would think would be the 150-ish best players in the league. Obviously, yeah. that's going to be a little off because you're going to have some teams that have garbage starting lineups. But that's what I'm saying. There's, that like, Jay- there's like 10 teams that suck, dude. You know? Yep. That, yep. That, that, that is true. That, that is true. Kind of, kind, of, kind of how it works. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Just he's there. He's pretty, for, he's a pretty one dimensional player and doesn't, and you know, he's definitely reaches ceiling. Whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa, what do you, whoa, hold on. Wait, you just called Jay Crowder a one dimensional player? Offensively. Offensively. You literally did not say that. No, I did, I did not add caveat Go with on. the offensively part, but you know, he's, He's a known quantity. He doesn't have upside, which I think there is a little bit of that with like, you know, guys like McHale and DA who are, they're projecting into this coming year of like, you know, they 
grew this much, they're going to jump some more. Um, so I can see, I, I just was kind of, I kind of would have expected Cam Johnson to be on the list before Jay Crowder. Honestly, that's really my point. Yeah, but you see, you're you're thinking of things through the lens of a Suns fan, right? Obviously, we would think that, but nationally, we all know how much these fuckers don't pay attention to us. So you know, they, right? And Jay Crowder's played on every team in the league, so yeah, they've all they seen them. <laughs> but they still think that you know the only reason we were good last season was 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 because of Chris Paul. You know, never mind DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker taking a jump or Mikel Bridges, right? We just you know that was all Chris Paul. So I mean, so I, I, I think that was the top line narrative, but th- th- this these lists kind of disagree with that from the standpoint of both. You know, you got Mikhail jumping from not rated on both lists, I, I believe, to being close to the you know close to the top fifty. Oh yeah, and then Da at least on SI because they've released that next thirty. He jumped from seventy four to thirty seven. We haven't even gotten yeah. there yet. Yeah, for but sure. so I, I mean, mean, they're. Those are like huge jumps. Oh yeah, so, I, I agree. But I mean, that's after they went on the championship run and were two fucking wins away from the uh, from winning a championship. So, but so you know. so let's let's talk about Da jump making that big jump as Paul just uh, just referenced. <laughs> what was that? That was you said from seventy four to thirty seven. Was that? Yep. Yep. That's a jump of exactly 37 spots, if I'm not mistaken. It is. You want to check that math for me, bro? I'm sorry? No. (laughs) (laughs) Ask if you want to check my math for me. What's the math? Give it to me. DA jumped from 74 to 37, meaning he jumped 37 spots? Yes, he did. Thank you. Thank you for the confirmation. Much appreciated. So, But again, I also thought, you you know, 30 times 5 was 80, so... Well, one of those we can confirm is incorrect. One of those we can confirm is correct. So we'll let, we'll let the folks at home decide which one it is. Um, so, yeah, a significant jump for DA, which is interesting because, I mean, by all accounts, I mean, if you look at it just statistically, his offensive numbers fell off from last season to the season before, right? But right. To, to, he did to anchor his defense. To Dan's point of these nerds care about defense, or was that you, Paul, whichever one you, whoever uh, these guys care about defense, and obviously they're looking at Da becoming the anchor of a championship run uh, team. So clearly they're giving credence to that. Yeah, Paul, it sounds like that's the path you're going down just now. Yeah, exactly. Like actually, um, the the Ringer um, actually does have a good article um, about the guys who are in that 2018 class of like who might get it, who's up for a uh, max extension and his big piece on Aiden. And they specifically reference in there that Aiden's rookie year, the Suns were the 29th ranked defense, S- his sophomore season, they were the 17th ranked and that's with him missing almost half the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then moving into this, this season, they're the sixth ranked. So, I mean, Boom, boom. Like those those jumps in the defensive efficiency almost kind of track with his jumps on these lists. Right. He was no. like at the very end, like when he was a rookie, I think he was coming in at like 100 or something like that, which was a joke. Um, but then like he jumped up to like 75 when they jumped up, you know, into the top half, almost the top half of the league in the defense and then jumped again into like the echel- upper echelon of defense. Yeah, and that's all I'd say about that. 
<laughs> you know, one thing, and, and I know I've said this on the pod before, and I'll say it again right now, and I'm sure I'll say it again in the future, but one thing that I'm looking forward to this season is seeing how much, if any more, Monty integrates DA into into the offense, demands more from DA in the offense, focuses the offense more towards DA, because Obviously, we know D.A. has the ability offensively. We've seen what he can do. You know, his first couple of years in the league, he showed off a lot of that offensive prowess. And then during much of the playoffs, we we saw that again. It just, like I've said before on the pod, it seemed to me mm-hmm. that during the season, that just wasn't necessary. The team wanted D.A. to focus on his defense. D.A. even said as much. And that's what he did. And he did it to you know a great level of success. So knowing that he's improved his defensive abilities, defensive awareness, everything, and knowing he has a bag of offensive skills, I'm 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 really hoping, and and frankly to a certain degree expecting that Monty, uh, you know, p- makes him more of a of a, and I won't say focal point necessarily, but more of an option, I guess you can say, in the offense uh, as as it's running naturally, with obviously the primary options remaining where we would expect them to be. But DA being a guy that, uh, a true third option to take on. Yeah. It's going to take on more of that load offensive load here this year. I mean, at least have a couple plays ran for him, right? Because it seems like everything was, you know, pick and roll. And if, you know, Chris or Devin can't get off the rebound. Yeah, exactly. Or like it wasn't there for them. They would just lob it to him. I feel like he, there's a lot more that he has to offer. And, I mean, you, you saw it a couple times, right, where he would he would get the ball at, like, the top of the key or the three-point line, and he would fake the handoff and then take, take his man off the dribble and just go yeah. straight to the rim. And I'm like, oh, my God. Makes me, like, me so giddy when he when he, when he he does that. Yeah, I, I remember like, he did one of that? the playoff games against the Lakers. He did that to Drummond, dude. And he it did was, do that to Drummond, yes. It was poetry in motion, if you will. Yeah. That's that's what kids call it these days. But yes, yes, it was amazing. It was poetry in motion. Uh, I no, would man, love I, to see Da put the ball on the floor more this year too, man. I yeah, so would I because I mean it's when he has his back to the basket, you know, you know, you know, within the key. Yes, he'll do that sometimes. He'll put the ball. He'll take. He'll fake left, go right, or fake right, go left. But to see him actually face up a face up game and Facing somebody up and taking them off the dribble, that would be amazing. Amari right. style. Remember when Amari yeah. got that in his bag? That was mm-hmm. great, dude. That's when he, well, what about when he the hit threes? another level. That, can we fucking stop with that shit? Get, <laughs> God damn it. Dude, I'm fine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I'm fine. No, I'm no, fine with DA no. taking threes, no, when, man. So when you guys kept saying, oh, like the, the nerds like him playing defense, no, the fucking nerds want him to shoot threes. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. Get the fuck call out of me, here. Call me a nerd no. then, because I am fine no, with I, him. I'm, I'm, talk, I'm talking about like the national nerds. Yeah, they like, didn't oh, pay enough Jaren, attention Jaren, to him. Jaron Jackson Jr. is better because he shoots threes. Fuck you, Zach Lowe. <laughs> God damn it. He also averages 17 fouls for 36. Yeah, Who, Jaron Jackson? That, yeah. Yeah, it's Did you just have that late. stat in front of you? Or is that No, an but that's that's pretty that's pretty close to it, dude. Honestly. Wait, sorry. I wasn't fully listening to you, and then it clicked just now that you I'm assuming led with an absurd number, right? Yeah, 17. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay, yeah, that would be a lot. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh anyway, so 
One last guy I want to talk about, and this guy isn't on these lists. And you alluded to him earlier, though, Dan, and I'm curious as to what your position might be on this guy, because I've talked about him in the past on the pod campaign, just to put that out there. I've mentioned in the past how I, I still think that James Jones sees campaign as being the possible heir to Chris Paul. And I, I say possible heir and not heir apparent because I do not believe that it is quite yet apparent that he is going to be that heir. But I do not believe that James Jones has given up hope that he could be that heir. And Dan, you you mentioned that you could see campaign, right? Or you you said Cam Johnson, didn't you? I said Cam Johnson. But Son let's of a talk bitch. about campaign. I can see campaign on this list next year. I can see campaign like, on in this like list the high hundred. So, so high thank 90s. you, boys. Thank you. Thank so you for here, saving my point. Thing, here's the thing with campaign, man. So he had his trajectory been different? Had he been, you know, what he was was what the 14th pick in the draft uh, in 2015. Right, pick right book, right after book, right? Yeah, and he didn't go through the you know several NBA teams and going to China. I don't think it'd be that crazy to say that he's the heir apparent to Chris Paul, but because he went through all that, people still have their guard up, even after you know the bubble run, even after last season, even after the playoff run. You guys remember Game Two against the late against the Clippers? He single handedly won that game. That DeAndre Ayton value does not happen without campaign. And unfortunately, that was I believe that was the same game he got hurt in, right? Yeah. He got hurt in the second half. Yeah. And I was at that game. That was amazing, by the way, to be at that value. I, I can imagine. It's awesome. I think you guys saw the live video. Anyway, talking too much. Um campaign. It's a podcast. There's no such thing. That's that's a good point. Yeah. Um Oh, I don't know. Do a a podcast with me and Flex. Me and Flex would go for like hours. Dude, if it was the three of us, we'd go for fucking days. Yeah, we've actually done that. We actually remember when we got off at like 10 in the morning the next day. I've technically gone. Yeah, I guess you're right. Okay, anyway. Anyway, so shout out Flex. Sup? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, man, like he's probably awake. We can bring him on. Oh, no, We're the only know. podcast that hasn't had him on in the past two weeks. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> he hasn't even been on his own podcast in the last two weeks. Yeah, there are a couple others that haven't had him on. Yeah, you know, it's up. <laughs> um, so, for like, various reasons. The, the, you know, the campaign thing, is, it's, it's crazy because people always say, well, you know, he was a bust, you know, he only did it in spurts. Like there's these, like they'll, they'll point out the negative. Right. But I can absolutely see in the next year and a half campaign taking over for Chris Paul and just him handing over the reins. And the, the great part about it for the Suns is that Chris Paul has probably a good two years left because he's Yoda and he doesn't, he's just going to like, one day he's going to be on the court and he's just going to like disappear into thin air and just become one with the force. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. That's how he's going to go out because he's that amazing. He's and just going to make a super sweet pass and then like, well, everybody's paying attention to the score and then they turn around and he's just gone. Well, he has you to, know, he has to, but he has to, like, I, he has to close his eyes very slowly first and then go. I, I was at I was at Steve Nash's last game as a son. I thought nothing would ever top that, but to witness that happening, I would say would top that. 
I'd agree. But, I mean... Continue. You know, to, to say that that's far-fetched, I feel like... I almost feel like campaign. I mean, he's, he's signed for the next three seasons on, mm-hmm. like, the most ridiculously cheap contract for a backup point guard that's actually good, We which we haven't had. We haven't even had a, had a good point guard in, like... Other than last year, like the last, well, Rick, Ricky was pretty good, but before that, like the last what, fucking three, four years, I've had a good point guard since Dragic. Yeah, it's, it's insane. So, I think campaign. Dragic was playing shooting guard. <laughs> I think campaign is definitely going to be the point guard of the future. That's my guess. My guess is there'll there'll be something along the lines of either a draft pick or James Jones will do it again. Um, I think had the situation been different, I feel like Lonzo Ball would have been that guy for James Jones had the opportunity for Chris Paul, not a rose. And I think that would have worked out. Okay. Um, it worked out great with Chris Paul, but I feel like something along those lines might happen in the future in the next two, three years, but I'm worried about next season, man. we got to get back to the finals because I'm still hurting. I can't talk about the finals still. Well, then stop mentioning it. Yeah, please. We're not. Please. So <laughs> one, 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 one point on this campaign thing, and it's kind of the, the timing is is fortuitous, if you will, because, well, he just tweeted this out, I believe, earlier this evening. Oh, yeah, a couple hours ago. Um, somebody had replied to a tweet of his uh, where he had tweeted out, your time coming uh, at AZ Sports Realtor. Uh, had tweeted, uh, replied to that, saying, your time coming to find a dream home, et cetera, et cetera. He continued to say, you took a discount to play for the Suns. I'll take a discount to work for you. Hey, first of all, I appreciate the guy's hustle. But campaign retweeted that and said, wasn't a discount just a part of the journey. Can't get it all at once. Makes me work even harder. Remember, it was a dream, all a dream. Grateful. I thought that was quite interesting, especially in the context of kind of what we're talking about here and saying that, you know, how Cam is on obviously a a deal that is, you know, perceived to be a very team friendly deal. And I think fair to state that it is. Um, And seeing a tweet like that starts to make me wonder, well, have there been some more discussions internally with campaign saying, hey, boy, look, if you end up progressing like you have been. And you are what we think you very well could be in the air and be the air for Chris Paul. Don't you worry. You're getting paid by this team type thing. You know what I mean? Because like you said, Dan, he's got what a three year deal. Um, and that that timing obviously lines right up with when we be expecting Chris Paul's um, deal to be obviously running out because his fourth year is not guaranteed. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to if you look at James Jones, does this not sound like something James Jones would do like, Hey man, prove it to me for sure. Yeah. Prove it to me for the next two seasons, like learn behind Chris, because after two seasons, I mean, we all don't know, like Chris Paul, if he makes it to the end of this contract, he's going to be 41 years old, which, and you know, for, for a basketball player, that's not, that's no spring chicken, right? Um, only for, only for NFL quarterbacks. That's uh, that's, (laughs) there you go. Actually, that's just one Tom Brady, but fair. You know. Um, so uh AZ Sports Realtor, man. That that guy's a great follow, really cool yeah. dude. Um, from what I can gather, he's a great realtor. And if you need anything 
you know, real estate wise, go to him, uh, DM him. He DMs me all the time as far as like, you know, sports takes, just general conversation. Really cool dude. And he's very fair. He follows many different people and like will disagree and agree with people. He doesn't give a fuck who you, you know, ride with or who you don't ride with as far as like people that say shit that's ridiculous and people that say shit that's not ridiculous, but really cool dude. So I kind of, I like that, you know, campaign kind of reply to him because this guy puts a lot, puts out a lot of stuff on real estate that I kind of appreciate because he calls people out and he's like, Hey man, like if you want somebody that's going to treat you right, that's going to give you the most for most bank for your buck and is not going to bullshit you contact me. So that's awesome. And him, you know, connecting that with campaign is campaign. I feel is he's he's that guy, right? So we've all been there. I most recently than maybe you guys, but you always have that employer that kind of doesn't really, you know, see your full potential, and you just kind of need that one break, right? You need that one break, and you get that one phone call that's like, "Hey, man, apply for this job. You're gonna get it, and I'm gonna need you to come." join me and 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 do this you know just just work with me and and i know your potential and i know where i can get you and i know he can help me and i feel like i almost feel like that was the thing with money and and campaign because campaign was what he was playing in china when yep. money called him he was in a swimming pool and he said he jumped out of the pool and like one fell swoop i still call bullshit on that by the way because that's really hard to do um, but I can appreciate the analogy campaign. Love it. Um, and he proved his worth, man. He came in. I, I remember going, so on the coast to coast podcast, me and flex, I said campaign there, there was a, there was, it was after like the first game of the bubble, first or second game. I was like, dude, campaign fucking sucks. And that came out of my mouth. Campaign fucking sucks. And we went over it and then. A week or two later, I was proven wrong, and I was like, "Dude, I gotta, I gotta eat my words." And now, like, if I had all the crow I could eat, if anybody has crow out there, don't send them to me because I'm not actually gonna eat it. It's a figure of speech. Um, if I, if I had all the crow I could eat, we know. I would fucking eat it, dude. You guys know, but I don't know if the audience knows. Dude. Well, we all, we all ate it on fucking Chris Paul, so yeah. I think every yeah. one of us on this pod didn't want Chris, didn't think Chris Paul was the right move for this team, and we. <laughs> Have eaten that crow. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I ate it the worst because mine was pretty bad. <laughs> you know, you think about think about think about uh, campaign too. Even just back to the beginning of this last season, right? I mean, yeah. it wasn't dude. Yeah. Campaign wasn't necessarily the backup point card that we all. Everyone, everyone was. You know, everyone loved Javon, obviously. Yeah, and, quick, and there was still quick. kind of a mystery who that was going to be. Go ahead. Sorry, real quick. You know how much is how you know how much his guaranteed money was for this past season? No. A million? Twenty five thousand dollars. Oh, oh good going in, yeah. Like yeah, they could have cut in. him and paid him twenty twenty five grand. Yeah. That's, he, still, it was a, that's still ridiculous. I don't care. It's an NBA why, I, I'm I'm I feel like there should be a question as to why that would even be. I guess, I guess though he would almost be like, it's then it's like basically like a summer deal. Like he's not even, cause he would have had to be cut before the season it started. Deal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's that. And basically like, it's a, it's just cutting like a regular waiver wire ad. You know what I mean? It's, it's right, not a big yeah. deal. You wouldn't look twice yeah. at it. 
Yeah, basically it was like a two year a two year deal when the first year was only eight games, um, with a team option with a very very minimal buyout. That's funny exactly to think is. about, dude. Now, now, hey, I went to when when uh, the Suns got back from LA. I'll tell you that uh, if I'm not, if I recall correctly, Ferrari. He's driving. Uh, uh, <laughs> RA, what, it's like quad, like ten times his uh, his his guaranteed money from his contract last year. <laughs> Good on yeah, you, well, campaign. Good on you. All yep. right, boys. So, hey, any other thoughts? Any final uh, comments before we wrap up this episode? Yeah, I have one. Okay. We, uh, we will get back together and record another pod next Tuesday, a week from today. Is Ben Simmons still a Philadelphia 76er? Yes. Yeah, I agree. I say yes. Maury is too damn stubborn. It hasn't gotten, hasn't gotten toxic enough. I'm going to say mean, no. Have you, uh, what kind of deal, and I honestly I haven't even thought about this, but have there been any rumors or any any talks out there about potential destinations or anything like that? I mean, I know obviously this is all very fresh with him saying he's not coming in and all that. But Minnesota Minnesota wants him, but they don't want to give up Towns, Russell, or Edwards. Okay. <laughs> they also want Booker and don't want to give up any of those three guys. <laughs> well, that, I, I he hear, wants to go to one three of the team three. deal. It's going to be. He wants to go to one of the three LA team or one of the three California teams, but the only one that actually has any interest in trading for him is the one he doesn't want to go to. Yeah, I was going to say I believe there are four. So the 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 biggest, but he said rumor. Biggest rumor has been Sacramento. Obviously, he has no. uh, He doesn't have a no trade clause, so he has no choice. And he has several years left on his contract. So yeah. Yeah. So Um, he can't. Yeah, he, he doesn't really control his own destiny. I guess you could say. But, yeah, because I mean, at a certain point in time, the team the team has a right to stop paying him too. I'm assuming once he doesn't show up for training camp. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So one 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 of the rumors has been. I think Sac- he's already been paid. Yeah. Uh, one of the things is uh, Sacramento. Well, not like his entire contract. No, but he the way bonus. Rich Paul does his deals that he gets his first payment like the start of the league year. So he got like a quarter of his fucking contract. And in I think, July, I think he gets or the next quarter when the season starts, or something like that. Too. Something like that. Yeah, he doesn't get it like as game checks, but they could find him, and he'd have to pay pay back, or they'd take it out of whatever his next check is, or whatever. But so the rumor has but, been, well, 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 but they, but they don't have to continue paying him if he's holding out and not coming and playing. No, and no, and they could, and they could charge him. Yeah, right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So yeah, yes, okay. They so they, they still there's still financial recourse here. Absolutely. Yes. So, so there's there's been a, a three rumors, I guess you could say. Uh, rumor number one has been the Sacramento Kings, in exchange for Buddy Hield and salary filler, and either De'Aaron Fox, which wouldn't be salary filler. No, it, it'd be either um, either Hield or Fox, right? And then uh, who's the guy? Uh, fuck. The guy. It's Hield and Halliburton. Hield and Halliburton. The guy. Fucking Suns fans. Fucking. Got a hemorrhoid over last year. This guy included right here, pointing to myself. Yeah, it happened, dude. But like, did hey, did you call? Did you call the uh, Suns? Did you got? Did you call uh, Jalen Smith trash like a prominent Arizona sports writer did? 
I did not. I yeah. I had I I Jalen Smith immediately had my full and utmost support. Agreed, because one prominent Arizona sports writer who everybody loves called it trash and garbage on Twitter publicly. So anyway, um, and then the other one was not no, it, it was gross. It's gross. gross. It was gross. I'm sorry, gross. That's much better than trash or garbage. Gross was the actual word. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate you. Um, the other rumor has been the well. There's always been the uh, you know the the Portland Trailblazers line of thinking where it's going to be Ben Filler for Dame Lillard. But at this point, like I don't more know. likely is McCollum. Yeah, exactly. And then the third one has been the Dark Horse team, which is um, honestly McCollum is great on the Sixers. I agree. Um, Toronto. Toronto's been like the dark horse team for Ben Simmons. Um, I believe. Do they still have Goran Dragic's contract? They do, yes. So there's that. Um, they do have the fourth pick in the draft, which is Scotty Barnes. You can, you know, at third pick in the draft, which is Scotty Barnes. Uh, they passed up uh, Jalen Suggs for him, which some could say was a mistake. But anyway, they got him. Um, they have all kind OG and an OB that they can trade for him. I mean, if they really wanted to do a Pascal Siakam swap straight up with uh, draft draft pick compensation, they could. But I don't know, man. I'm just throwing shit out there, and you guys look like you guys are just ready to be done. So I no, I, I'm I'm just thinking about it, and I mean. If I'm the 76ers are in a shitty spot there, right? Because none of that sounds oh, very 100%. appealing to me. And they are losing not, whatever deal, whatever deal happens, they are losing, which yeah, is part I mean, of the reason he hasn't been traded because Maury hates to lose the deal. Right. I and, mean, and, yeah, and the are they other teams know you don't guy, have any leverage. Like this guy, this guy passed up a wide open dunk, dude. I mean, I know he's a great defensive player, and he almost run, won uh, often uh, defensive player of the year. But it's the narrative. The regular season. It's the narrative of the deal. He's still considered a All NBA, multi time All Star player, even if you know his because he's had he had a bad year or had a bad playoffs. That's you know, he didn't have a bad let's, season. So let me ask you this. Let's hold on. Let, hold on. Before you ask that, let me ask this. Huh. Putting all the let's put all salary ramifications, all that stuff aside. Chris Paul for Ben Simmons. Would you no. guys do that? No. So I was gonna give you I was I was gonna give you another one. Um I saw this on Twitter earlier. And I know my answer, and people might not might not like it, but um Ben Simmons for the coverages. Who's better? Not which player's better, but do the Suns get better? Hey, how, how how do those how do how do the Eskimo brothers work out there? I'm I'm assuming not too well. <laughs> okay, we're not we're not talking about Eskimo brothers. We're just talking. I mean, I feel like that has to be considered, does it not? Uh, yeah, it does. In, in a perfect world, but it's not a perfect world, Justin. For argument's sake. We don't have to worry about the Eskimo brothers. Assuming Esco, the, the Eskimo brothers have smoothed everything over. Okay. Understood. Uh, look, seeing as how the last Eskimo brothers on the Suns team didn't very didn't work out very well, let's leave that out. But 
Wait, which that's ones were those? Were uh, that wasn't that was it wasn't it all of them in that you know that one? <laughs> <laughs> and eighty percent of that team is not back. So Eskimo team. team. Anyway, anyway, answer the question: this, Are the Suns better? Next, all right, this, the the like Ben Simmons trade spots with Mikael Bridges next season. Are they better or are they worse? I think they're worse because he can't shoot. He doesn't play into their game plan that well. Yeah, we, we've got enough guys who are right? ball dominant. He's only good. He's only good if he's ball dominant. And we've got two heavily ball dominant guys on the team, which is the reason I think people have questioned the Lakers working because there's only one ball with a lot of guys who are ball dominant players. You know, if we didn't have Chris Paul, you know, I mean, would we be better? No, but we, you know. Can, I think if we didn't offense. have Chris Paul, it's a completely different question. Right. Very much. I mean, but I'm not trading him for Chris well, Paul. What's your, what's your, what's your answer, Dan? Cause you said people don't like it. I mean, that's interesting. I respectfully disagree. I mean, they're a much better team with Ben Simmons. I understand he can't shoot. I understand that everybody loves Mikel Bridges, but um, let's just say Ben Simmons is a very, he's a, Better defender than Mikel Bridges, right? Which is Fair. what Mikel Bridges is, right? He's a he's a, a he's a plus defender, put it that way. He's a good three point shooter, so Ben Simmons loses that. But Ben Simmons has the ball handling. He's much bigger. He's stronger. He can defend more positions. It, it, it would be, it'd mean Aiton would have to shoot threes. And and no, and no. if you and if you and if you take away even though you take away Mikhail's offense, if you're improving the defense that much, then that offsets any loss on the offensive side. And if you're also looking at it from the perspective that you're not only offsetting it, but you're adding basically from the defensive end, I see your point. I actually think I, you might have just changed my mind, Dan. The defense, you were still talking, defensively, so they'd be defensively yeah. they'd be a nightmare. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't mean DeAndre has to shoot threes. By the way, it's oh. it, it, it <laughs> puts you in the same <laughs> situation. <laughs> as in, His in, eyes uh, were like darting back and forth, like he was thinking of something to come up with right there. That no, was, it, that was it, it puts you in the same situation as what's the problem with uh, Philly right now? Is there both those no. two guys? Yeah. No, it does. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Yes. Yes. No, it's because it's, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me oh, order order on the podcast. No, it's Joel um, Embiid no, versus want, Ben Simmons. Let, you got DeAndre and, and Devin Booker. Like it's not hold on. the same. Let's hold on. Let Paul Paul now. You explain why you think it is the same, Paul. <laughs> because the the reason Ben Simmons and Embiid don't work well together is because they work in the same area. They overlap in like where they fit. You know to. To allow Ben Simmons to maximize himself, Embiid has had to like shoot more threes than he wants to. He wants to be an interior guy, but because Ben Simmons can't be, and and you know a perimeter guy, one of them has to go out, and that would be the same situation in Phoenix. Is to maximize Ben Simmons, you have to spread that floor around him, which means Aiton has to play. Okay, sure, <laughs> Dan. That noise you're hearing is Dan violently shaking his head no, and he will get his opportunity. Paul, Sorry. continue. 
I'm just saying the the best way to maximize Ben Simmons is to put a lot of shooters around him. You take, you replace Mikhail, Mikhail Bridges on our team with Ben Simmons that reduces a shooter, which means you have to replace that shooter somewhere else. That's DeAndre Ayton. He's the only other guy that's there because the other guys are shooters. No, that's where you're mistaken, my friend. You're replacing okay. Cam Johnson, and Cam Johnson is an excellent three-point shooter. So Wait, now, so you're saying take Aiton off the floor? No. Why would you take Aiton off the floor? No, no, I don't know what you're saying. I'm saying you got to start. In, no, so, so, you, so, so now you're starting, you're starting Chris Paul, Kevin Booker, DeAndre Aiden, uh, uh, Cam Johnson, and Ben Simmons, right? That's fine, you're, but Ben Simmons and DeAndre Aiden still play in the same spot. But you're 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 essentially you're essentially making Ben Simmons Draymond Green again, and Draymond Green's his best when he doesn't have another center on the floor. Yeah, but anyway. But Draymond Green can shoot threes to a certain degree. No, he can't. No, he can't. No, he's, he's, than... wearing a, he's wearing a backpack, dude. Huh? Backpack, backpack. I think anyway. I think the I think the verdict is I don't want this to happen because it's giving me a headache. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, how about that. That's fair. <laughs> uh, Paul, how about also, you? Any, it's any... also never going to happen. So, so Dan, yeah, exactly. Hey, Dan, back to the original yeah. point. Where do you think Where do you think Simmons ends up then? If you think he's going to be traded before we end up talking again next week, I Minnesota think, be the most funny. I think he's going to Sacramento. Actually, Sacramento would be more funny, especially since he said he wanted to go to one of the three California teams to send him to the one he didn't want to go to is the most funny. So I feel like Maury's going to give the big F, like the big fuck you to Ben Simmons would be to send him to uh, Sacramento. (laughs) But I can I can completely see the whole Dame for Ben Simmons thing happening. I do. That would be interesting. That would be really interesting. Uh, All right. I don't want that to happen, though. Yeah, I don't really like that idea either. All right, boys. So what do you say? Should we wrap up this episode of Fanning the Flames? No, yep. I don't think we should. Keep rolling? I would said just put out two. Why not, right? All right. Let's go ahead and just we'll, we'll wrap this one up, and then we'll roll into episode <laughs> two. Let's do that. All right. So uh, we're to our midweek stimmy. There you go, right? We, Listen, we have, it's just, it's just, it's just, I love you guys, man. Oh, I just want boy. to be talking shit, you know? We appreciate you guys listening. You can find me on, <laughs> on Twitter. I'm at so says Jay Paul. I'm at Dervish of World. Dan. <laughs> uh, D Duarte 89. You can follow Buffalo Trace at Buffalo Trace. Absolutely. Yeah, what about and you? Can follow the pod. Easy <laughs> real real. What was it? What was his the the Twitter guy? Oh, Easy Sports Realtor, dude. There Don't you go. My a- guy, dude. That, that's a cool at, ass dude. At AZ Sports Realtor, and you can follow the pod at Fan the Flames NBA. And depending on when you're listening, thank you for listening and have yourself a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Good night.